three, two, one. What's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions. I'm your host, 34. And tonight, I have a very special guest. Mama Sharon is in the building. And for those who don't know or aren't familiar with Mama Sharon, uh, the reason why we call her Mama Sharon is because back back in the day in Smash Academy, she um, she came to our program and just blessed us with her motherly love. And uh, from ever since then, we just felt felt the need to call her Mama Sharon. So I want to thank you for for stopping by and um, being open to share your story. How, how have you been? <laughs> I have been blessed. I have been busy. I've been well. I'm still here. What yeah, more can we ask? <laughs> definitely glad um, we got a chance to do this, um, you know, because I think I don't know if if you've always had this impact on everyone in your life, but uh, I, I can only speak for myself and and my peers at the time. But we definitely felt your impact working with us um, as kids. And uh, I'm, I'm just super blessed to be able to reach out to you and, you know, have you on here and talk now that I'm a little bit older and uh, I feel like you have more experience you could dispense and share with us so definitely happy to have you on uh, i'm honored i'm honored thank you uh for the folks out there who are unfamiliar with the flow of the show we do some intro questions some warm-up questions just to set the tone and then afterwards we'll jump into the wheel of fate where we spin the wheel and whichever number it, li- uh, it lies on um we'll roll with the conversation that way and then after that we'll have some final stretch questions sound good to you Sounds good. All right. Well, my very first question for you is, how have you been? It's been probably 10 plus years since the last time we were able to speak. Uh, so this is a big deal for everyone out there who have, has no idea about it. But uh, yeah, how, how have you been? It's been a, also the past couple of years have been different times, crazy yeah. times. Um, how you been? Yeah. You know, I've been... I've been physically well. I've been emotionally struggling, as I think many of us have been. Um, I've been working very hard. I've been blessed with a career that helps guide students to college. And um, I'm also working as a life coach. And so I help get folks unstuck. My sweet spot is coaching young women of color. And so um, I'm feeling blessed in that I'm, I'm A, still working and B, still helping to guide people toward that next, next step. And so I've been able to provide access or, or help people to figure out what they want to do um, in terms of going in the direction of access, you know, be that college, be that work, um, whatever it is. And so I've been counting my blessings. I've been, I've been angry. I've been hurt. Um, but I've also been getting more and more spiritual. Mm. And I've been so incredibly also reassured when I reconnect with folks like you that I got the blessing of being able to touch years ago when you used to wear those shirts. You used to wear messages that folks didn't even know what to do with. Um, you got it back then and, um, and it's always been a blessing to work with young warriors. And so I've been a combination of a lot of things, but the, the best thing is hitting an age where I've been able to just tell my truth and help young folks tell their truth. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, there's a lot of stuff that you brought up that I, I, I would like to ask you on. Uh, well, the first one would be this this career that you've had. Was this something that you searched for or something that just came to you as, you know, you were growing up? Uh, wow. Good question. 
you know, for as long as I can remember, I wanted to be a counselor. Now, I, I, I wasn't sure when I was in high school, middle school, what kind of counselor. But when I hit high school as a senior and I was applying to college, I had that bad guidance counselor. And that counselor, when I got admitted to a college, said, oh, well, even though you're never going to be able to go there, how nice that you got in. And my mom, because at that point, believe it or not, back in the day, very few African-American students got into Mills. Hmm. And um, my mom was like, oh, hell no, she didn't say that. And truly, from that moment on, it was like, I know that that could have been handled a different way. And so by the time I was a senior at Mills, I was helping high school students in Oakland and Los Angeles figure out how to apply. Once I graduated, I went into admissions there, and I've been doing access ever since um, around the country and outside of the country for colleges all over the place. Gotcha. Gotcha. And yeah, that's, I think, you know, a lot of us, especially myself, uh, it took a long time for, for me to really find my groove or I don't, I don't even know if this is my calling yet, if it if, if feels like it, but you know, <laughs> uh, you know, you, just to, just just to give you an update on my life i've uh i've had about 15 jobs in 10 years um kept bouncing around kept trying to figure it out for myself uh but one thing that i've come back to is working with youth um so that's something i've been like getting back to and trying to stay in that in that um i don't want to call it industry but <laughs> but no. you know just just being able to serve the youth i think has given me a lot of fulfillment that I haven't found in the other 13 jobs that I've had. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's where I'm at now. I, get it. Yeah. I, I, I so get it completely. And the, and the whole thing is, you know, this now it's about the journey. For sure. For sure. And, um, I think that's why I keep, <laughs> I continue on my journey because I think, you know, the more I can experience, the more it's going to, serve me as I as I continue to get older uh but yeah all, all about the journey all about the, yeah. and the people that we meet on the journey I think for me uh that's something that's you know, been precious you know it did and it it doesn't matter what your spirituality is you can call it a bible you can call it a Quran, you can call it a meditation but what I've heard is you never know who you touch you might be the only bible that person has ever read you might be the only Quran that person has ever touched, you know? And what I find, the older I get, is the blessing of having possibly said one thing or done one thing that might have just directed somebody. And I'm gonna leave this earth never knowing the impact I had on a third generation, but I'm going to be real satisfied. And it took me this long to recognize that. And so if you're finding joy in, you could call it an industry, whatever, <laughs> in, in, in the, the work you do, the, 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 this gumbo that you've gotten yourself into I'm so delighted thank you thank you yeah uh, perfect that you brought up spirituality because I was going to ask you that, about that too uh, what does that mean to you spirituality and do you think it's something that people just become more open to as they get older like I, I consider myself spiritual, but that might not be the same as what you consider spiritual. So break, break it down for me. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. We're going to go there? If you don't mind. If uh, you don't mind. <laughs> no, no, I don't mind. 
Um, spirituality is knowing that there's something bigger than me. Um, I don't have any problem calling it God or the universe or spirit. Um, spirituality is being able to I don't know, just be thankful to to some being, something. I, I, I got blessed with the opportunity to give birth and I'm thankful for having done that. Um, and I got blessed with the opportunity to see green leaves and blue ocean and touch young people. And I happen to love being able to give thanks for that. And to me, that's spirituality. I like getting up in the morning and saying thank you to something other than this mug, okay? Um, I believe that there is something else out there that is saying, you all idiots better get right. But I don't believe in hell and damnation. So the get right isn't, or I'm going to send fire and all of that. No, I'm not about that. It is, don't you understand that there is a better way? Can't you love I hear you. I hear you. I uh, I ask myself that all the time when I see someone not showing love, Oof. or you know, <laughs> it's a. Uh, for one, thank you for affirming my spirituality, <laughs> because <laughs> I, in, in the same sense, something that I, when I ever do talk about what I believe in, one thing that I always tell people is the universe and God to me are are synonymous. I hope I'm saying yes. that right. Yeah, they're. Yes. To me, the same thing. You're praying to God. You're praying to the universe. Um, yes. And the thankfulness. Yeah, that's a. Uh, I should I should try to do it more in the morning, but definitely at night, right before I sleep. That's that's my prayer. My prayer is just saying thank you to to the powers that be. There you um, go. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad that my spirit is aligning with your spirit. And <laughs> for someone I hold in high regard, I know maybe you don't feel comfortable with that. It, it makes me feel good. <laughs> so thank and you. And so it is. <laughs> um, well, that was just that's not even our warm-up questions we've, we've oh, made it no. to we've oh, made it no. to the warm-up now and uh my first warm-up question for you is what would you like the audience to know about you so if you know if you're thinking that you're introducing yourself to someone but you wanted to get really real with them without feeling like you know you had to say maybe you've done this already with a lot of folks but um for the guests out there for the audience out there what would you like them to know about you? Well, and it's really funny because I don't think what's very interesting is that I think most people who know me think I'm outgoing and extroverted and I'm not. Um, I am a product of East Oakland. And so I was raised, I think, code switching. Um, I'm a product of the Oakland Public School System, born and raised East Oakland. Um, I have been in education for the great majority of my career, and so I'm defined as an educator I, I I want to be defined as a a path maker um, I I 
I am thankful to have been born African-American. But I joke about if there is a heaven, I got a question about was this what you had in mind hmm. for black folk? Um, I I, I love, I'm a mother. I have the two most dynamic women as daughters that you could ever imagine. Um, I'm still growing. I come from a line of women. My mother said that Women in our family are slow to kick it off. She started sculpting at 70. And I know exactly what she's talking about. It took me until late for me to just totally come into my own and 100% own my power. And so I... I want to help young women of color own their power long before I recognized how to reclaim our time. Mm -hmm. And so I've come to love who I am, but I've got to say that I'm kind of, I carry some anger for some of the code switching that I had to do. And um, and I also am really a great, loving, fun-loving person um, who has a whole lot of years to go, a long career ahead of me, I love working. I can't imagine retiring and not working. I can't, can't imagine it. And um, I think I'll stop there. I got you. I got you. Don't, don't worry if you ever feel like rambling. I, I want my guests to ramble and be passionate okay. about what they're talking about. So, you know, feel free to keep talking. Um, okay. You mentioned code switching and the anger that you you have with it. Uh, one thing I found in my life is that because I. I feel like I can code switch and I've done it a lot <laughs> in every industry and in every avenue I've been in. Um, I, I think I have, like, I, I want to be real, as real as possible, like 100% of the time, be myself, and hopefully people are accepting of that. Uh, but I, can, can we do that in this world? Can yeah. we do that in this society? You know, the one thing that I want to say to my ancestors is that I got to live long enough to be able to call white folks out on their shit. I got to be able to say stuff to white folks that my parents would have never been able to say and they would be so damn proud of me. Um, but, you know, I worked at a prep school at Royce for 16 years and you know the kind of code switching I had to do in order to be successful, I would have never been able to work with you had I not had the career that I had at that prep school and earned the reputation that I had there first to be able to get hired at Smash. It's a fact. And so I had to play those games and I had to deal with those folks in a certain way. And some of it, I wasn't even aware of the microaggressions until relatively recently. Mm. So I'm not even, I mean, pandemic was a bitch. <laughs> you know, sitting there saying, oh, 
be damned. (laughs) 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 Um, And so the whole piece of can we do that? No, we can't. Nobody can. I mean, and truly, I mean, nobody can go to work and be 100% their authentic self saying F that and no, I don't want to do that shit. No. Okay. However, I think there is, and in fact, we know that we are at a point where, in fact, I just, I just edited this essay by this young woman. She wasn't a young woman of color, but oh my God, she wrote this essay about calling. She she works at a at a at a hardware store, and she wrote this essay about being this young woman working at a hardware store and the sexism and how these men hit on her and how she is just taking taking it on and that wouldn't have been a thing that she could have handled a while ago and so what I'm saying is that we're all moving into being able to say some stuff that we couldn't have done a few years ago Hmm. so the answer to your question is yeah sort of more more way more than I could have you know full well you could easily at any meeting say, Whoa, did you just say that? Do you want to dial that back? Yeah. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for sure. Um, what did you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Yeah, um, the reason why I brought it up was, you know, working with the youth, I feel like that's what they care about. You know, being <sighs> unapologetically themselves and that's you know <laughs> sorry um, but yeah I, i'm sure you've come across uh come across that and you know i i admire it you know i i, I kind of support them in it because i get it i get it uh but we want them to work yeah I'm, i think <laughs> it's just you know they 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 don't know the game yet or the games that are out there where it's going to be essential to code switch and um, you know, okay. it's it's all about, I guess, a time and place for everything. It's not that I don't want you to be yeah. authentic. It's, I mean, it's up to you. It's what your goals are and where yeah. you're trying to get to. But yeah, it's something I've noticed a lot of young people talking about being unapologetically themselves. And, you know, I haven't had a lot of young people on, on the show yet, but I would like to ask them what they think of code switching and <laughs> if they feel like it's something they do or want to do. Uh, but yeah. Well, I, I, I think you make a really good point, and and I think there's a difference, and I'm and maybe I should have talked about recognizing microaggressions as opposed to code switching. Hmm. Because um, there is a code switching that has to happen on some level. Um. But being able to call folks out is is something else. Being authentic without losing yourself. There's a fine line and I'm not sure. I'm not sure I've seen any training for young folks that's been effective yet. I gotcha. I got you. You know, and in and, and editing papers, um, it's a hard thing. Editing essays, it's a hard thing. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sorry. I would we would we could talk about this all day, but Dude, go on. we'll keep we'll keep progressing <laughs> with the warm up questions. Uh, my second question for you is, if someone were to pay you a tribute, how would you like to be honored? So if I was going <laughs> to tell myself today. I'll do an act for Mama Sharon. What could I do for you?
just tell me how I impacted you. How I... If I made any difference in your life. How? I gotcha. Uh, well, for everyone out there who don't know, please let Mama Sharon know. And for, for me, I mean, <laughs> I think... Don't, I do not want to cry right now. Okay, okay. Well, let, let me save that for, for later then. Uh, Thank you. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> the Kleenex is over there. <laughs> I, I, won't, I won't do that to you on air. I won't do that to you on air. <laughs> <laughs> and my last question for you in the warm-up is, on a scale from 1 to 10, how well do you know yourself? Eight plus. Eight now. plus. Okay. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. If you'd asked me even a year ago, it would have been a lower number. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's 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 been it's been a year. Very uh enlightening year for you? Yeah, I wouldn't have said yes to this. Really? Well, I'm glad it, I asked you a year later <laughs> than, yeah. la- than last year, for sure. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have said yes to this, and I sure as heck wouldn't have gone on with this video looking like this. No. That's that's crazy. I mean, you know, yeah. for me, it may, maybe I would have thought that you, you had known yourself ever since I was a kid, but, you know, <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad yeah. to hear you, you got that completeness. Um, yeah. And just a follow-up to that is what would you say is your favorite thing about your personality? Could I cheat with two? Go for it. Go for it. My ability to love and my sense of humor. For sure. <laughs> for uh, Just for, for me to know, like, if there's, is there a movie or, or TV show that kind of encapsulates your sense of humor? So... <laughs> Oh no, because that's gonna that's gonna just call me out. Um, <laughs> Ted Lasso makes me fall on the floor. I'm I'm so happy you brought that up. Are you serious? <laughs> Are you serious? Absolutely. <laughs> I love Ted Lasso. I, I I'm like that is some brilliant writing right there. Um, but I'm also a schmaltzy romance person, so I'm not gonna share any of that. Um, and oh goodness, I think Ted Lasso works fine. I think, okay, cool. All <laughs> the, right, let's leave it at that. The fact that you dropped I'm also Ted Lasso. a sports freak, I'm a sports freak, and so that just ties in so well. Okay, for sure. Are you all caught up? Oh, this? yes, okay. Oh, just please. making sure. Yeah, that, that last episode, Whew. yeah. Oh my god, I know. That was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> For all the folks out there who hasn't checked out Ted Lasso, please do, please do. I think I think it's its own genre almost in a way. I agree with you, and it, and it's like nominated for more Emmys than anything else right now. And, and folks watch one of them, and they're like, "Really, Sharon? <laughs> like, no, you you got to." Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so glad you. Look. I'm not surprised now that I think about it. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> that's a that's my spirit animal, Ted Lasso. Oh my god, <laughs> so, yes, yes, I, yes. I go yes. into my workplaces, all 15 workplaces, trying to be that guy. Um, oh, that. <laughs> and it's 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 always oh, hard. It's, it's harder than it looks on TV, you know. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. To change those things, um, but yeah, that when I saw it, I was like. I can't believe well one I really really appreciate the writing and man I mean I, I it's something I truly believe in you know you bring that energy in and it like kind of like influences others to kind of bring yeah. that energy too so and that sign that says believe there you go yeah yeah for sure I had <laughs> when I worked in the high school I had a sign that said soul on, on above my mm. my uh mm. my office so when he when he put believe I was like oh, and Ted. <laughs> I'm gonna have to take that for the next time yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. in high school. But all right, well, 
we made it to the main portion of the interview where we start spinning the wheel. So here we go. And uh, just as a reminder, there are three levels, easy, medium, and hard. So depending, oh, well, you got to a shout out question first. Um, Feel free to keep it general if you don't want to get, you know, too personal. But my shout out question for you is whose opinion do you value the most? My daughters. And um, that's crazy, but, and they both have different types. And it takes me a minute to be willing to recognize, but out of everybody on earth, they know me the best. And they give it to me raw and uncut. They're like, why are you, do you know who you are, mama? Do you, are you serious? You're up here tripping? Do you recognize? Why are you insecure about this? Do we need to remind you? And both of them do it in different ways. And they, oh, yeah, yeah. And it's Ashley and Jennifer, and they'll do it in different ways. Ashley will Ashley will do it in a gentler way. Jennifer will do it and then be mad at me that she had to do it. <laughs> but it's a combination of both. That's what's up. Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, here we go with a, another spin. It, it oh, <laughs> oh. you, you want to give it another spin? I don't want you to feel like pressured. No, music. you just go on because I don't know what they are. Okay, okay. Well, my next shout out <laughs> question for you is um, Who has been your favorite teacher, coach, or mentor for yourself? So the Kleenex are over there. His name was Andre Bell. And he passed this year. And he was um, Dean of Financial Aid at Northwestern and then Director of Admissions at Berkeley. And he had the craziest sense of humor that ever happened. My girls called him Uncle Buddy. And he was married to a good friend of mine, but he was my heart and soul. And just taught me, taught me how to keep it real and funny. And I learned about financial aid and a lot about the UC admissions thing, but on the real end. And then he taught my girls how to pair good wine with good food and um, taught me how to cook monster lamb chops while we would have the deepest conversations about access because he was from the south side of Chicago and um, we, oof. Andre Bell. Andre Bell, shout out Andre Bell. Uh, thank you for, for sharing that too. I guess, you know, the universe really wanted you to, to shout out people today. Start Starting it off with, a, with those two shout out questions. Crazy. Hopefully we get a number this time. Yeah, let's get a number. Oh no. <laughs> All right, we're not good. Let's just okay. We're, we're gonna spin it. We're gonna spin it this time. We're gonna spin okay. it again. We're gonna. I, 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 I can't do that. To you. 
Here we go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> 24. Easy, medium, or hard? Don't matter. Easy. easy? All right, let's start. Yeah. Let's start off easy. Start off easy. So, what would you say is something that's left on your bucket list? Another thing that you you need to cross out. <sighs> Visiting the mother country, going to Africa. Um, haven't haven't gone there. Really? Wow. No. Don't say it like that. Uh, no, no. They're going to revoke my black card. Stop it. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. I, I'm, I guess I'm just surprised, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, <laughs> uh, any, you know, my problem, here's my problem. Yeah. I do not like long flights. I see. I you see. know how, how many flights I would have to take to get there. I oh, would I have mean. to tell, just to go to London. I do New York first or Boston. Um, I don't, I don't, I hate long flights. And so um, I would be going with excitement but dread because it's just not something that I enjoy. I want to do, okay, my bucket list is visiting Africa and also going to the French Open. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, would you say the the is because you don't want to be in the plane for that long, or is it just trying to stay busy while on the plane? Because I know it, it can be that too. Um, but yeah, yeah. What makes I it for you? claustrophobia. Mm, I okay. I I just I do not enjoy it, and it's not. I'm not afraid of flying. I I've done. I've done Europe a bunch of times, but um, I chop up the flight. A 12-hour flight to me is as close to hell as you can get. Wow. And so getting to, getting home from the East Coast, because you add that additional hour and a half, um, as opposed to flying to the East Coast, getting home from the East Coast is a nightmare. That's six and a half hours. And that's like, (laughs) and so um, truly my doctor gives me an anxiety pill and I don't normally need them um, during my day-to-day life, but I hate it. And so um, if I can get business class, might make it a little bit better. But now the way these idiots are acting on airplanes, I would. I may have to go to jail. I mean, no, I don't. No, no, no code switching on the plane. Right? No, no, oh no, I would not be code switching on the plane. No. I got gotcha. right. you. East Oakland would be on the airplane. I got gotcha. you. So, you know, sometimes it's needed. So you know, oh, yeah. oh, gotta yeah. unleash it. Uh, yeah. I was going to ask, oh, have you ever had a chance to fly first class at all yet? Yeah, um, my ex-husband retired from United Airlines. And so um, we as a family used to fly first class a lot. And so my little brat daughters <laughs> grew, grew up. You should talk to Miss Ashley. For sure. Um, she's still suffering. Um, this whole this whole coach thing is very hard for her because you know she's like what coach. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask. So, yeah. if, I was going to ask if it was everything I imagined it to be. <laughs> I have and, yet to do not, that. You know, back in the day, recognize this was this was back in the day, and so this was in the. 70s and 80s and so this was these wonderful 747s and so to fly and I'm not exaggerating this was what we would do we would pick up the girls from school they wouldn't know we had packed 
and we'd be like, we're heading to the airport, and they, where are we going? And they wouldn't know we were heading to Hawaii until we were on the plane. And it, because it was that easy back in the day to fly space available, um, those days are so different now. You could talk to a flight attendant who would be like, oh yeah, you're talking about way back then. And um, those were great days. We were, we were so very lucky. Um, and, um, and so then the girls got to take advantage of the passes for a while longer after we were divorced. But now even people who work for the airline are like, oh no, oh no, <laughs> you can't get on anyhow on pass. So yeah, we did get to do it. It was a great time at the time, but those business people are so nasty now. It's kind of the way they act with kids of color who get into college. Oh, are you flying first class because you work for the airline? Mm. Oh, did you get into college because you're black? It's ugh. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, and as I spin for this next number, what's I've never been to Europe. What, what would you suggest is the first place I, I go check out out there? Paris. 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 Take the the Black Paris tour. Visit where all of the expatriates lived. Why they lived in Paris rather than the United States. Um, I would turn you on to the person who runs Black Tours, Black Paris, Black Paris tours. Spectacular! I adore that city. We'll sure. talk. We'll, we'll talk about it. <clears throat> okay. Um, and if you hadn't noticed. Your number is 11 this time. Uh, okay. st still sticking to the easy? Okay, let's do a medium. All right, medium 11 is uh, when did your stream of consciousness begin? So like for yourself, you know, this, this idea of who you are and yeah. kind of that narrative in your head, did that start super young? Did it happen? For, for me personally, I think 12 years old is when that narrative started to to happen in my head so for you any particular uh, time this is embarrassing to say but not until I got divorced really? I was on I was just on a trajectory you go to college oh you get married oh you have a career you have children Oh shit, this thing happened. Divorce. What does that say about you? Who are you without, without a husband? You're a single parent? Who are you? How are you gonna do that? Who are you? Because, and I remember saying this, I remember saying this because it was My father died not not all that long before my marriage broke up. <clears throat> and then right after my marriage broke up, the Loma Prieta earthquake happened. And I remember saying, I don't have my father. I don't have my husband. And the Bay Bridge has fallen in. Three things that I just kind of, I think I leaned on more than I knew are gone. So, <laughs> I don't know if you have ever listened to any of Richard Pryor's comedies, but Richard Pryor talks about at one point he was asked so what you gonna do rich and it's like so what you gonna do sharon and that's when i began studying science of mind and i became metaphysical and that's 
that that was the that was the journey for Sharon. For sure. Uh, and honestly, now that you, you you shared your story, I'm thinking to myself, oh man, maybe it wasn't. <laughs> maybe my stream of consciousness isn't there yet. <laughs> I'm not at that level. I'm not at level two yet. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you 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 think you think you know, but it's like, when did you get to the point of who am I? Who am I going to show up as? Hmm. You know, because it's like I've got to mold these young minds. I've, I I I'm a single mom. Who am I gonna show up as? And I've got, and I got a fake, I got to fake the funk, as they say, at Head Royce every day and try to get these rich white children into Yale during the day and come home and be this depressed black woman out of East Oakland at night. It's like, <laughs> and that's the reason my daughters are like, do you remember who you are? Mm. I got you. Yeah. Um, just a heads up. We have about 10, 15 minutes left in okay. the podcast. Go on. Well, I, I, I wanted to ask you about East Oakland um, because I think it's something I always hear, you know, growing up in the Bay, uh, the pride that people have when they're, they're from East Oakland. Um, how strong is the community there? Like, as- you know, I haven't lived in East Oakland for a long time. It's it's um, it's painful now mm. because it's very different. What I can tell you is what it was. Yeah, and it's exactly what everybody remembers of their hood. There were a bunch of mamas and a bunch of grandmas looking out for everybody's children and we were safe I would walk if you know I don't know if you know East Oakland but anybody who's listening I could walk from 91st Avenue and D to 100th to St. Louis Bertrand Catholic Church and do confession and walk back home safely which anybody who knows East Oakland, if you watch Juan Toscano Anderson in the Warriors, and he's he's from that hood, and they talk about that hood now. It's a different hood. And it just kills me. I gotcha. Um and so it's not it's 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 not the place it's it's not the place that I grew up in and so I um, I can't speak with any veracity about about East Oakland in a lot of ways it's a food desert there aren't really a bunch of grocery stores you know I don't know if you <clears throat> I don't know if you remember one of the lectures I would give to students. When I talk to underrepresented kids, I talk about how many of you have had clinics removed from your community? How many of you have had bus stops removed from your community? And the reason they got removed from your community is that there was a meeting, but your folks didn't know to attend. And that's because they weren't provided the education. And the reason I need you to get educated is so that you show up at the meetings. Because the grocery stores are gone, the clinics are gone, the bus stops are gone. But your poor people don't know to show up at the meetings. And so I'm still working at a school at East Palo Alto. And that's the whole deal. So I went off on a riff there, but that's, I'm still talking to folks when they listen. For sure. Uh, th- thank you for, for sharing. Uh, yeah, I think uh, you, you just reminded me uh, to attend those meetings. <laughs> uh, something that I, I still need to, to, I guess, grow into. 
and you know speak yeah. my voice when i'm there but i i mean i'm not very um i guess involved in the politics of my community but i can see how how important it is that i need to if i really care about my community i need to be there and showing up and helping make decisions um yeah i don't know why i i guess at this point i'm kind of thinking about how i don't know i have this 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 jaded view of politics and how like it, it feels like it's not up to me even if i you know i think a lot of people kind of feel that way but i also know that it, it's not the answer this answer is not that simple and yeah. there needs to be more action than just thoughts and talking so that's where i'm but, you know somebody's got to show up if stacy abram just decided oh shit i didn't win that election so i'm just gonna be pissed we would not have won georgia and so if you're not doing it the kids you're touching and that's more important truly the kids you're touching have to learn what's going on in their community in east palo alto those kids because they're mostly latino i'm like do you know this was of course when 45 was the president do you know that your president thinks that you are thieves and rapists repeat back to me my president thinks that i'm a thief thief and a rapist you can't just sit still you can't unknow once you know and so if you're going to empower young people, empower young people. I don't care if they go to four-year college. I want them to have some form of higher ed so that they know how to go to the meeting. Mm -hmm. And so that they have productive lives and they feel good about themselves so that they're not in that pipeline. I so you. I've been preaching. That's what I do. And uh, I think you continue to inspire because now now, now I feel like I'm going to go back to, to my class tomorrow and ask the kids, like, do you know who your representative is in your, in your community? Okay. Just to challenge them to see and think because local government's where it's at, I think, you know. Yeah. At least real and change. What can you do? How can you show up? What is your life purpose? And what are you going to do toward that end? Ooh, now that question is a... Uh, it's hard for everyone and it's always like you know i don't want to pressure you to figure out what your life purpose is but i think you'll feel like you'll live a fuller life if you if you did <laughs> um, so then pressure them and stay in touch with me i got gotcha. you will do uh well mama sharon we made it to the final stretch of the podcast i'll just have a few closeout questions for you and this next question is from my previous guest uh shout out to mr zhao this question for you is if you could have chosen any other career what could you have chosen that wasn't what you're doing now <laughs> ooh <laughs> I think it's a good thing that you're at a loss for words. Cause I know, I know. Um, Maybe one that you don't even feel like you have to be qualified for. You're just like, that yeah, looks I like know. a fun job. <laughs> you know, I, 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 my daughter's a hip hop performer. And when she gets out on the stage and rocks that mic, I'm like, oh man, the power she has oh I think I would love to do that a performer a, 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 a performing artist gotcha I mean yeah. it sounds like your mom started at 70 so <laughs> you know you, 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 <laughs> could, you could still do it <laughs> nah, nah, nah. 
I'm going to be coaching. I'm going to be coaching. That's I'm gotcha. moving. I'm moving a little bit away from the college stuff to coaching young women because that's that that's what has to happen. I hear you. I hear you. And uh, I don't know if there's any way I can help with that, but you know, if if there's anything I can do for you, you let me know. Uh, and uh, my second question for you in the final stretch is what would you like to ask the next guest that comes down to 34 question name the best thing that happened in 2020 No, because we know the best thing that happened in 2020. Name the best thing that happened during Donald Trump's administration. Gotcha. Hmm. I'm, I'm thinking about that for myself. And, uh, I mean, I guess when, when he first got elected in, I think that's just the awareness it brought to a lot of folks about how, you know, this isn't this isn't the game that you think it is and and how much more we need to be paying attention um, mm-hmm. might be the best thing that happened. I'm not too sure. I got to think about it. But just mm-hmm. off the top of my head, that's my, my gut reaction is to say that I felt like everybody was talking about politics right after and continue to talk about politics. So... Or maybe I'm just getting older and that's just the crowd I'm in is, is being more aware of things. But uh, yeah, yeah, most definitely. And uh, my last question for you, the question that ties everything together is a couple generations from now, maybe 100, maybe 150 years from now, your descendants are watching this video. What would you like to tell them? Don't be afraid. You come from monster stock. Treat the earth well. And as I've said to my daughters, Save, use sunblock, sunblock, and stretch. Gotcha, gotcha. Any last things you'd like to add before we head out of here? No, bless you young people. Just keep doing the work or start doing the work. Figure out what your work is. Everybody's work is different. But don't, don't just be still. Mm. <clears throat> sure. I, th- I think I've been still long enough. And uh, I think this is what's coming out of that. <laughs> is that because of my stillness, that I feel like this is all everything I'm pushing. Um, but I want to thank you again for, for stopping by, you know, dropping knowledge, sharing your perspective and, you know, sharing your story. I know it's not always easy. Uh, I'm I'm glad we didn't get you to tears because you know I would have felt really bad <laughs> if, <laughs> if I had you on your crime. But uh, so thank you again for coming by. Want to thank all the folks out there if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you're checking us out. Appreciate your time as well. Uh, remember to reach out, reach forward. As always, much love, and we'll catch you guys next time on Thirty Four Questions. Peace. Blessings. And then um, this is like the my ending credits scene you know if people stick <laughs> stick uh through the credits but um yeah mama sharon th- thank you for for stopping by and any feedback you have for me uh anything you like disliked uh this is where i kind of asked my guests to to give me the truth <laughs> no this is awesome 
Absolutely awesome. Do you have a good following? Um, you know, I think the people who follow are, are good followers. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, it's it's one of those things I try not to get wrapped up into it too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's hard because every day it's like looking at statistics and all that uh, stuff. Yeah. But, you know, from when I started to where I'm at now, there's people listening. And that's all I can really ask for. Is a, there you, you know, go. Someone out there is, is hearing your story, hearing other stories. And, you know, what's interesting is I'm getting... <laughs> A lot of plays from uh, India, which I, I didn't really what? expect. Yeah, yeah, that, that surprised me. And they're consistent out there, too. So someone out there, I don't know when if they're driving their truck or, you know, whatever. They, they got this podcast playing. And so that's that's super interesting to me because I wouldn't have thought that would have happened. But that's amazing. You know, um, Irene said she remembers when many.